Section seven of the Boys and Girls Pliny, Volume two, by Pliny the Elder. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Book four: The Nature of Terrestrial Animals, Chapter one: Elephants, Their Capacity. The elephant is the largest of all the land animals, and in intelligence approaches the nearest to man he understands the language of his country obeys commands and remembers all the duties which he has been taught he is sensible alike of the pleasures of love and glory and to a degree that is rare among men even possesses notions of honesty prudence and equity he has a religious respect also for the stars and a veneration for the sun and the moon Footnote. Cuvier remarks that this account of the elephant's superior intelligence is exaggerated, it being no greater than that of the dog, if, indeed, equal to it. The opinion may perhaps have arisen from the dexterity with which the animal uses its trunk, but this is to be ascribed not to its own intelligence, but to the mechanical construction of the part. The Indians, from whom we presume that Pliny derived his account, have always regarded the elephant with a kind of superstitious veneration. End of footnote. It is said by some authors that at the first appearance of the new moon, herds of these animals come down from the forest of Mauritania to a river, the name of which is Amilo, and that they there purify themselves in solemn form by sprinkling their bodies with water after which having thus saluted the heavenly body they return to the woods carrying before them the young ones which are fatigued they are supposed to have a notion too of the differences of religion and when about to cross the sea they cannot be prevailed upon to go on board the ship until their keeper has promised upon oath that they shall return home again they have been seen too when worn out by disease lying on their backs and throwing the grass up into the air as if deputing the earth to intercede for them with its prayers as a proof of their extreme docility they pay homage to the king fall upon their knees and offer him the crown the first harnessed elephants that were seen at rome were in triumph of pompey the great over africa when they drew his chariot a thing that is said to have been done long before at the triumph of father liber on the conquest of india footnote plutarch informs us that pompey had resolved to have his chariot drawn by four elephants but finding the gate too narrow he was obliged to use horses End of footnote. prosilius says that those which were used at the triumph of pompey were unable to go in harness through the gate of the city in the exhibition of gladiators which was given by germanicus the elephants performed a sort of dance with their uncouth and irregular movements it was a common thing to see them throw arrows with such strength that the wind was unable to turn them from their course to imitate among themselves the combats of the gladiators and to frolic through the steps of the pyrrhic dance after this too they walked upon the tight-rope however ill adapted the elephant may appear from its size and form for this feat 
we have the testimony of seneca suetonius dion cassius and alien to the truth of the fact suetonius tells us that a horseman ascended a tight-rope on an elephant's back End of footnote. and four of them would carry a litter in which lay a fifth who pretended to be ill they afterwards took their places at table reclining upon couches which were filled with people and so nicely did they manage their steps that they did not so much as touch any of those who were drinking there it is a well-known fact that one of these animals who was slower than usual in learning what was taught him and had been frequently chastised with blows was found conning over his lesson in the night-time plutarch in his treatise on the shrewdness of animals tells us that this wonderful circumstance happened at rome but it would be curious to know in what way the elephant showed that he was conning over his lesson End of footnote. it is a most surprising thing also that the elephant is able not only to walk up the tight-rope backwards but to come down it as well with the head foremost mutianus who was three times consul informs us that one of these animals had been taught to trace the greek letters and that he used to write in that language the following words i have myself written these words and have dedicated the celtic spoils footnote alien informs us that he had seen an elephant write latin characters hardewin remarks that the greek would be autos ego tat egapsa la fera tecelta anetica end of footnote mutianus states also that he himself was witness to the fact that when some elephants were being landed at putioli and were compelled to leave the ship being terrified at the length of the platform which extended from the vessel to the shore they walked backwards in order to deceive themselves by forming a false estimate of the distance these animals are well aware that the only spoil that we are anxious to procure of them is the part which forms their weapon of defence by juba called their horns but by herodotus a much older writer as well as by general usage and more appropriately their teeth hence it is that when their tusks have fallen off either by accident or from old age they bury them in the earth footnote probably the great quantity of fossil ivory which has been found may have given rise to this tale End of footnote. these tusks form the only real ivory and even in these the part which is covered by the flesh is merely common bone and of no value whatever though indeed of late in consequence of the insufficient supply of ivory they have begun to cut the bones as well into thin plates large teeth in fact are now rarely found except in india the demands of luxury having exhausted all those in our part of the world footnote tables and bedsteads were not only covered or veneered with ivory among the romans but in the later times made of the solid material as we learn from elian and athenaeus End of footnote. the youthfulness of the animal is ascertained by the whiteness of the teeth these animals take the greatest care of their teeth 
they pay a special attention to the point of one of them that it may not be found blunt when wanted for combat the other they employ for various purposes such as digging up roots and pushing forward heavy weights when they are surrounded by the hunters they place those in front which have the smallest teeth that the enemy may think that the spoil is not worth the combat and afterwards when they are weary of resistance they break off their teeth by dashing them against a tree and in this manner pay their ransom footnote it is scarcely necessary to remark that these statements respecting the sagacity of the elephant in connection with their teeth are without foundation End of footnote. it is a wonderful thing that most animals are aware why it is that they are sought after and what it is that under all circumstances they have to guard against when an elephant happens to meet a man in the desert who is merely wandering about the animal it is said shows himself both merciful and kind and even points out the way but the very same animal if he meets with traces of a man before he meets the man himself trembles in every limb for fear of an ambush stops short and scents the wind looks around him and snorts aloud with rage and then without trampling upon the object trodden upon digs it up and passes it to the next one who again passes it to the one that follows and so on from one to the other till it comes to the very last the herd then faces about returns and ranges itself in order of battle so strongly does the odour in all cases attach itself to the human footstep even though as is most frequently the case the foot itself is not naked in the same way too the tigress which is the dread of the other wild beasts and which sees without alarm the traces even of the elephant itself is said at once upon seeing the footsteps of man to carry off her whelps how has the animal acquired this knowledge and where has it seen him before of whom it stands in such dread doubt there can be none that forests such as it haunts are but little frequented by man it is not to be wondered at if they are astonished at the print of a footstep before unknown but how should they know that there is anything that they ought to dread and what is still more why should they dread even the very sight of man seeing that they are so far superior to him in strength size and swiftness no doubt such is the law of nature such is the influence of her power the most savage and the very largest of wild beasts have never seen that which they have reason to fear and yet instantly have an instinctive feeling of dread when the moment has come for them to fear elephants always move in herds the oldest takes the lead and the next in age brings up the rear when they are crossing a river they first send over the smallest for fear lest the weight of the larger ones may increase the depth of the channel by working away the bed of the river we learn from antipater that king antiochus had two elephants which he employed in his wars and to which he had given the names of celebrated men and that they were aware too of this mark of distinction cato in his annals while he passed over in silence the names of the generals 
has given that of an elephant called surus which fought with the greatest valour in the carthaginian army and had lost one of its tusks when antiochus was sounding the ford of a river an elephant named ajax which on other occasions had always led the van refused to enter the stream upon which proclamation was made that the first rank should belong to the one which should take the lead in passing over one called patroclus hazarded the attempt and as a reward the king presented it with some silver pendants a kind of ornament with which these animals are particularly delighted and assigned it all the other marks of command upon this the elephant that had been degraded refused to take its food and so preferred death to ignominy indeed their sense of shame is wonderful and when one of them has been conquered it flies at the voice of the conqueror and presents him with earth and vervain nor ought we to be surprised that such an animal should be sensible of affection for juba relates that an elephant recognized after the lapse of many years an old man who had been its keeper in his youth they would seem also to have an instinctive feeling of justice king bocchus once fastened thirty elephants to the stake with the determination of wreaking his vengeance on them by means of thirty others but though men kept sallying forth among them to goad them on he could not with all his endeavours force them to become the ministers of the cruelty of others elephants were seen in italy for the first time in the war with king pyrrhus in the year of the city four hundred and seventy two they were called lucanian oxen because they were first seen in lucania seven years after this period they appeared at rome in a triumph in the year five hundred and two a great number of them were brought to rome which had been taken by the pontiff metellus in his victory gained in sicily over the carthaginians footnote there are coins extant struck to commemorate this victory in which there is the figure of an elephant End of footnote. one hundred and forty-two of them were conveyed to our shores upon rafts which were constructed on rows of hogsheads joined together various informs us that they fought in the circus and that they were slain with javelins for want of some better method of disposing of them as the people neither liked to keep them nor yet to give them to the kings End of section seven. Recording by phone.